Welcome to the Cornerstone Vineyard Weekly Message Podcast. We are enthusiastic about all ages pursuing, experiencing, and having an authentic relationship with Jesus, others, and our community. Join us as we open God's Word and seek His direction in our lives. To get us started today, I want to start by asking a question, and the question is this, and I'm sure that probably every single one of us could probably think of somebody, but when I sat down to start the teaching, I started thinking about the question of, have you ever had somebody in your life uh, that when you talk about them, you kind of describe them this way, like you would say something like, man, that, man, he is so amazing. He's just absolutely amazing. Man, he would give you the shirt off his back. Have you ever had somebody in your life you could describe that way? Uh, I don't know about you. I, I was actually, I've, got, I've, had other, I've had some people in my life that I could describe that way. But the, uh, as I thought about that this week, uh, immediately I had one guy come to my mind. And there'll be a picture of him that'll come up. Some of you know him. Uh, but his name is Chuck Strantz. And um, some of you are aware, but Chuck, um, Chuck actually passed away this last week with his battle from cancer. Man, what an incredible man of God. Who literally, who literally would give you the shirt off his back. This guy. Not a lot of people knew Chuck because he was a great artist and he was very creative. And that's all true. And God gifted him in major abilities in the midst of that. But Man, one thing that characterized Chuck more than anything else was his willingness to be generous. I was actually thinking about this last Easter. Um, Chuck and I would be in communication with each other about every couple of weeks. And uh, he was on my prayer list because I was praying for his struggle with cancer. And so um, I, uh, I texted him and said, hey, I'm praying for you. How's things going? And he was actually feeling pretty good at this point when I communicated with him. I said, hey, Easter's coming up. And I, um, because he was so creative, I said, hey, would you be willing to uh, put together um, our communion tables for our Good Friday service? And, and Chuck was like, yeah, absolutely. I would love to do that. And so then as we got closer, uh, cancer stuff started to be a, a struggle. And then, of course, COVID happened. And so that makes that really challenging. So I one day I picked up the phone and I called Chuck and I said, hey, Chuck, I, I just want you to know, um, I, I'm like, don't worry about this, man. We'll figure something out. Um, I know you're struggling with your cancer and, and all this and COVID and all that. And, uh, and Chuck, uh, how many, if you know Chuck, you were like, man, Chuck was not having any of that. I mean, Chuck was like, man, I, I literally, I think I was on the phone with him for like 30, 45 minutes, and he was talking about some ideas that he had and some things that he wanted to do, some props that he had back in a warehouse, all kind of, he had all these things, and he was going to want to honor Jesus, despite the cancer, despite COVID, he wanted to honor Jesus, and he's wanted to be generous. He just was that guy. Generous, generous, crazy, crazy generous. So I start with that today, beyond just to honor my great friend, um, and uh, honestly, the, the sadness of his passing. But also, folks, to say this, folks, I think we need to be more like Chuck. I know ultimately I want to be more like Chuck, and I think God wants us to be more like Chuck, where our lives are characterized so much by generosity, so much being, being generous, that at the end of our life, that's what people remember is how generous, generous we were, and ultimately, they, because of our generosity, they will see Jesus. 
That's how I want my life to be. It actually says in 2 Corinthians 9, 11, it says, you will be enriched in every way, and then I'm going to so that you may be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. By being generous, watch, by the way, this is the way we're supposed to live, people can see Jesus. So all that to say, we begin, as we begin this morning, our our topic is, I'm going to press a bit uh, on us today, and and not just uh, to desire a life of generosity, because I think most of us would agree, like, yeah, I think I want to live a life of generosity, but not just desire a life of generosity, but to actually live it out, to essentially take whatever was in Chuck, because he, I think God had just worked some of this stuff out in Chuck, and ultimately to put that in our life. And so the title of our talk today is Crazy Generosity, Holding Loosely to Our Money and Stuff. And I think some good stuff in here today for us. And to get us where we need to go this morning, we're going to be in 1 Timothy chapter 6. A little bit of background about that. It's a text uh, written by Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul, to his protege, his spiritual son, Timothy, uh, kind of instructing him on how to live his own life, to remain faithful and to the ways of God, and ultimately to uh, ways to help other people do that as well. And so we're going to start in verse 17 of chapter 6. Just a couple of verses today. It says, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Just a couple of verses. I want to read it one more time this morning. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good and to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly Life. So just a couple of verses there, but man, I think some really good stuff as we dig deep and explore a few reasons to really live this out, to, to be crazy generous, if you will. And so that's where we're headed today. Um, but before we go any further, I want to pause and pray. So if you would pray with me, and then I'll give you a couple things to think about and write down. So let's pray. Father, we're grateful this morning that we can come together and to be uh, in your presence, worship you. God, we pray that as we continue to meet with you, because that's why we're here, we're here to meet with you, that you would uh, encounter us with the power of your Holy Spirit in the next several minutes. That you would make our hearts, our souls, our minds stinky, and supernatural things would stick to us, God. That we'd be more like Jesus as a result of our time together. Not because of my efforts here today, but solely because of the power of the Spirit among us. God, we honor you this with, this, with this time, and we give it to you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for praying with me. A couple of points. If you have a handout, you can write this down. Uh, first point is this. Be, uh, be crazy generous because, one, money and stuff develop holes. Be crazy generous because money and stuff develop holes. Holes. Uh, see this back in the text. We're going to actually look at uh, verse 17 is a very long verse. So we're going to look at very different sections of that verse. But uh, in verse 17, it says, command those who are rich in this present world, which if you don't know, pretty much applies to every single one of us that live in the United States, right? Uh, we are rich in this present world. Now, um, you might be going, well, actually, I'm kind of down like those kind of things. The reality is, folks, if you have a house, uh, if you have a car, if you have a cell phone, we are rich in comparison to those around the world. 
And so even though even those who have the least in America, right, uh, have more than most people around the world. And so this verse is to us, to uh, the majority of us in this space, right? Command those who are rich in this present world not to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain. I, I, the truth is, folks, I think, uh, if you're anything like me, and I think you probably are, I think sometimes we put too much hope in our finances and too much hope in our stuff. When I say that, uh, that stuff develops holes, what I mean that by that is if you're anything like Leah and I, my wife and I, um, uh, you know, things could be going really well financially, that all, all things are happening, and then stuff happens, right? Like this, right? And this is a picture of my son who pierced his hand with a piece of metal all the way through and through, had to have emergency surgery, how many of you know that took a hit on our budget? There's actually a verse in uh, Proverbs 23, 5 that says, Cast but a glance at riches, and they are gone. For they will surely sprout wings and fly off to the, to the sky like an eagle. Anyone feel like that's your budget? Right? Cast but a glance at riches, and they're like somehow, like money just starts to sprout wings and it flies away. Right? Look, I think life is just so uncertain, folks, that, that our trust can't be in our finances. Our trust can't be in our jobs. Our trust can't be in our stuff. Our trust has to be what is in the second half of verse 17 then that we looked at. Our hope has to be in, and say it with me, has to be in God. It has to be in God. Not hope in our budget or our savings account, but in God. Now, I think this message was uh, and is very timely in the midst of where we find ourselves in November of 2020. Uh, I, I know that we're going into month eight or nine, I've lost count, into this pandemic, right? We, um, and, and I know that has uh, major workplace uh, ramifications, that has financial uh, implications, and, and we've had a presidential election that's been nothing short of, of a war. And, and so the reality is, is that it can be easy, folks. It can be very easy to kind of, uh, start to become a doomsday prepper, and start to kind of hold on to our stuff and, and worry about our stuff and, and stockpile and stockpile and stockpile. But if I can, but, but I can, if I can pastorally press us a little bit, um, the verse says that our hope should be in God who, the second part of that, that part of the verse 17 says, who richly provides. Who richly provides, which means, right, uh, if you don't know, one of God's covenant names is uh, Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. He is the provider. He owns all of this stuff, right? And, and the reality is, is, is we will be able to get what we need from God. Now, that may not necessarily mean we get what we want from God, but he will richly provide our needs, which means you may have to settle for an iPhone 11 then rather than a 12. See, that, was, that became all too real to some of you, right? <laughs> He's the provider. So for those of us that are followers of Jesus, I don't think we have to go down the road of a doomsday prepper because we have the God who owns all things on our side, amen? And, and honestly, I think that we are gonna be, we are as followers of Jesus called to, to be more generous, especially in times like this. It says, uh, again, different part of verse 17 says, command them to do good, to be, look at this, rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share. Uh, in this season, folks, if we are gonna make it through the pandemic, we are gonna need to be the people who share. I was reminded of the story this week as I was working on this of the rich young ruler. And if you've been around the church or been around reading the Bible, you probably know this story, but it's in Matthew chapter 19. And Jesus tells the rich young ruler, he says, if you want to be perfect, that's an important part of that. 
If you want to be perfect, go sell, and then certain versions says, all your possessions. Go sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will remain, you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. There's something to this idea of being generous ultimately to do what we are looking for in life and actually have more of a sense of what God wants for us and what we're supposed to live. Be generous investing in kingdom things. And so one way to go about doing this, and it's been about a year or so since I've taught on this, even though we talk about it almost every weekend, but one of the ways to do this is to do something called tithing. And if that's like a new term for you, that's okay. It was a new term for me back when I was in college um, and, uh, and when I first got married. But tithing is, is, a tithe actually means 10%, which means giving 10% of your weekly or monthly income uh, uh, to God, uh, all, most of the times through the church, right? Giving that 10%, uh, as Paul describes here, to be generous for the sake of kingdom work, investing in kingdom things, giving God what's his and letting him do what's, uh, what he wants to do with it. Now, I know you might be thinking, okay, Matt, we're talking about uh, money and stuff, developing holes. Won't that create a hole in my budget, like 10% if I do them? Wow, that's a lot of money, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, what, wait, hang on with me. Keep tracking with me, okay? There, there's, a, there's a thing I want to actually walk us through this morning. And, and, I, and uh, the second, this is kind of the second part of this whole thing. Uh, but there's a, a significant spiritual truth in the midst of it that some of us probably have caught. But maybe some of us, this might be a new thing for us and it's super important to catch in our spiritual lives. But first, let me, let me kind of get there. The reality is stuff just wears out, right? I mean, stuff just wears out. Like clothes get holes, electronics slow down. I know like uh, the, the new iPhone came out and my phone starts glitching, right? Like electronics, they just kind of go bad, right? Uh, cars break down, appliances, furnaces, water heaters go out. The first service, uh, Cullen and Stephanie Stanger were in the back of the room and uh, he, he just finished the renovation on their basement and uh, after three weeks of having it finished, uh, their basement flooded. Like it just happens, right? Stuff just wears out, stuff just happens. And so we need to hold loosely to our stuff because in the end, it's all finite, right? You guys know that we can't take any of this stuff with us when we're done. So it's all finite, it won't last, but, and here's the really cool thing. Here's the really cool thing. Uh, this is kind of the transition to the spiritual, really uh, important thing to kind of catch. The cool thing is the ways of the kingdom of God take what is common and makes sense in this world. And what, that, what happens is that God flips it upside down, right? And, and so when we invest in kingdom things, right? Be generous. Guess what happens? God honors that in a big way and he allows our budget to stretch or, or allows things not to wear out uh, and, and things like, like begin to last more than they should have last. I know for me, uh, I've experienced this in, in, my, in my life with vehicles. Uh, like right now, like Lee even said yesterday, we we're kind of doing some outside yard work and uh, she was using the blower and, uh, you know, a big chunk of rust fell off my van, you know, that kind of stuff. And she was, and she was like, hey, your van's just going to rust away. But guess what? It got me here this morning. And I pray all the time. I pray, God, allow my transmission to keep working. Allow the tires not to wear out, God. Allow the, the, the engine to keep running. And, and my van should probably be dead right now, but God is remaining faithful in the fact that he's just allowed my van, my little minivan, right, to keep running. I've experienced it with appliances and, and, and even in our budget, like where it's like, look at it at the beginning of the month, like, I don't know how we're going to be able to pay for Christmas presents. And all of a sudden we're like, whoa, we had enough money for Christmas presents. And, and we had, and there's even, a, like, how did that, God, God is stretching our budget. 
And if you know this, it's actually a really cool biblical concept. Um, it's actually in Malachi chapter 3. Uh, it says this in 10 and 11. It says, bring the whole tithe, the 10%, give your 10% into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And then look at this. This is the really cool part. Verse 11 says, I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty. That, that's what that's saying, what God is saying here, right? He's like, look, Matt, I hope... You, you give to me, and I'll help things stretch, man. Matt, you give to me, and, and I'll make things not wear out. Your van, it'll rust out. You might have a hole in it. You might get some air conditioning going into the side, but you, it won't wear out. There's something to this holding loosely to our money and our stuff. And I know, right? Like, the reality is, like, like the basement thing with the stangers, like, sometimes in this life, this side of heaven, stuff's just going to happen. Bad stuff's going to happen, right? Sometimes, I don't know why sometimes that does, sometimes it doesn't, all right? Now, sometimes just that you have those things. But, but here was my thought this week as I was thinking about this teaching. I, I think, I, I wonder if sometimes they come more often in some of our lives because we're holding too tightly to our own finances and our own stuff. Something to consider. Especially with verses like this in Malachi or other verses like Matthew 6, 19, which says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. Look, the reality is stuff in this life, it's, it, it's susceptible to damage. Thieves and all these other things that are listed there, right? And so we gotta hold loosely to our stuff. And if we, if we do, uh, what will happen is if we hold Lucy to our stuff, then when the, when the thing breaks down, it's less traumatic. And not only is it less traumatic, we might actually, if we hold Lucy to and we give God what is his and the reality, and we honor him in the midst of our finances and hold Lucy to this stuff and not be, try to get all this in, in, to us, 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 our stuff, more stuff, more stuff, God could go, hey, I'm gonna let that van keep running or that water heater or that flip phone that you still have. <laughs> All those kinds of things. God, it might, it might do that. God, God does that. He's in the business of that stuff. I've seen it over and over and over and over in my life. And so that's the first thing. Be crazy generous because money and stuff develops holes. Second thing, I'm going to hit this pretty quickly. Uh, be crazy generous because money and stuff won't complete us. You can write that in. Won't complete us. As I was considering this point this week, the very first thing that came to my mind was a, was a movie. Some of you have probably seen this movie. It was back from 1996 called Jerry Maguire. Anybody ever seen that movie, Jerry Maguire? If you ever seen that movie, it actually stars uh, Jer- the, the guy, the main guy, Jerry, who's played by Tom Cruise, uh, which, by the way, if you know our board member, Cullen Stanger, uh, I think he and Tom Cruise look a, a lot alike. Um, and Cullen was like, dude, if you're going to compare me to Tom Cruise, you can talk about that all day today, you know, that kind of thing. But, uh, but anyway, so the, Tom Cruise in this movie, he's Jerry Maguire. Uh, and at the end of the film, uh, he goes and, and talks to his, who, at that point, separated wife. They're separated. The, the race deteriorated throughout the movie. And he tells his wife, played by Relate. Renee Zellwinger, he tells her, right, those famous words, right, you complete me, right, and he's crying, and then she says, you had me at hello, right, you guys remember that story, right, right? That, that movie, right, and, and so this was what was in my head, I came up with that, I thought about that, because it was in the very last verse I read in our text today, verse 19, it says, in this way, being, them being generous and, and willing to share, they will, look at this, take hold of the life that is truly life, you complete me. So what that means is, right, right, generosity, not stuff, is where true life in this life comes from. That's what can complete us. 
generosity. Taking hold of that, giving others the shirt off our backs, going without so others can have. That's what's going to bring all of that. Not chasing the American dream. That's not going to give us all of that. That's not going to complete us. No, generosity is. And so, and so I think it's real easy, folks. I really do. I think it's really easy for us to get caught up in the American dream living thing, right? And, and be, be enticed by stuff and, and, and stockpiling things for us and doing all these kinds of things and all of that. Um, you know, like, hey, the new iPhone's out or the bigger house or the, uh, we want the boat or we want the Jeep or we want, you know, all those kinds of things. And ultimately, I think what we're doing in those times, a lot of it is that we're trying to let those things fulfill us that will never fulfill us in the depth and the longevity that generosity will do. It reminds me of the story of um, the prodigal son. This is in Luke 15 if you want to check this out. Um, but the story of the prodigal son, you can read this whole story if, you, if you've never read it before. Um, but basically, the story unfolds like this. There's a, a young man. He goes to his father and says, hey, I want my inheritance early, essentially telling his dad, like, hey, uh, I, I wish you were dead, right? So his dad gives him the money, uh, and then he takes it, and, and he, uh, he uh, goes, lives a wild life, and does all these kinds of things, um, essentially expecting all of this, to, this, the money and the stuff, to give him happiness and fulfillment. But if you know the end of the story, what happens at the end of the story, he ends up at uh, uh, slopping with pigs, desiring to eat what they are eating because he has nothing left. And so what he thought was going to give him fulfillment and, and joy and happiness ended up not being able to deliver that at the end of the story. And so I was thinking about you and me. Folks, how often are we living like the prodigal son? And I think, I think we would be honest with ourselves, we all are living there in some way. Right? We're holding on to a singular focus on things for us, our time, our stuff, our finances, our, 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 our. We're, we live and die for that so much of the time. And in the end, it's not getting us what we really look for. And I actually find it really interesting. I find it really interesting in the story of the prodigal son that, that he didn't start out this endeavor with his dad thinking, hey, man, I can't wait to the end of the story and I'm slopping with the pigs. He didn't. That was not his desire, but because he was singular focused on stuff, this is going to make me happy, what ended up at the end of the day is he ended up in a place where he was slopping with pigs. And folks, I think for some of us, the reality is where we may be living our lives in certain seasons, or maybe even right now, the reality is, is, is we are so singular focused that, that we are often, and maybe even repeatedly, getting to a place where we're slopping with pigs because we care too much about our stuff. And rather than being generous and letting that be the thing that gives us life, letting that be the thing that completes us. And, and if we can wake up to the reality of those things, and, and again, I think there are things even in my life that I need to wake up to the reality of those things. That, that I think if we can do that, we can actually save ourselves some serious heartache because when, when our thing that we are trying to put our fulfillment in develops a hole, I won't be rocked to the core, right? If my van starts dying at some point and it just, it goes kaput, I won't be rocked to the core. The only thing that's gonna be able to give us what we're looking for is this generosity. And they look at uh, Luke 6.38 and the worship team is gonna come up and get ready to close. 
Luke 6, 38 says, Give, and it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, we poured into your lap. We will get what we're looking for, happiness and fulfillment and generosity, a good measure poured down into our lap by giving our time, by giving our resources, by giving our talents to other people. That's what's going to do it. One, one other verse, Matthew 6, 21 says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. See, we should hold loosely to our money and stuff, folks, because so that our hearts, listen to this, if you didn't hear anything else I said today, folks, we should hold loosely to our money and stuff so that our hearts can be found with people. Our hearts should be found with people rather than people over stuff. And if I can go back to the beginning and, and talk about my friend Chuck, Bring up that picture, Chuck. Chuck lived a generous life because he, he valued people way more than he valued anything else. He literally would give you if, you, if you needed it and he had it, it was yours. And folks, I don't know about you, but um, I think... I want to live a life that I think my friend Chuck lived. I think he was probably lived more fulfilled, more complete than most people I know. And it's because he was generous. He was very, very generous. And so be crazy generous because money and stuff won't complete us. Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that you are challenged and blessed by this message and that you find application for it in your life as God leads you through this week. For more information about us, please visit our website at cornerstonevineyard.church.